Hey, welcome to Barreled in Truth Podcast. My name is Devin. And my name is Torio. And here on Barreled in Truth, we're going to be talking about all things in life with a biblical reformed perspective while we drink a glass of bourbon and smoke a cigar. Yo, what's going on, guys? Thank you guys so much for tuning in to Barreled in Truth Podcast today. Uh, we are super excited to be able to make these podcasts for you guys. Um, today's episode is going to be the godly man in his home life. That's right. Um, man, this is a this is a topic, bro. This is this is a topic. This is a topic. Topic. This is one of the ones we might have to do two parts to this because there's so much to say. Yeah, man. I mean, and we got time today. Yeah, for sure. Um, we are we are excited to be doing these podcasts for you guys. Uh, today we are drinking on some Conviction, uh, which is a store pick I got here in Greenwood, South Carolina. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, some Redwood. I think this is the Pipe Dream, right? Yeah, yeah. some Pipe Dream Redwood. Pipe this dream. is super good. I like the Monarch better. The Lost Monarch, uh, it's, a, it's a Redwood as well. It is very, very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, we're going into um, the godly man in his home life. The godly man in his home life. Yeah, man. Of of, of course, you know, um, me and Shatorio both married. Um, this will be heavily to married men. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I'll tell you guys about me not having a ring on in a minute. Oh, no. Tell them about this party foul. <laughs> tell the people. Tell the listeners Bro, why listen. your finger is naked. Bro. That brother is married. For the record, y'all. He is Bruh. not being unfaithful. He loves his bride and he honors her well. Y'all are gonna, vouch. <laughs> y'all are gonna know right now. Sorry. So this is what happened, right? Carly, if you're watching, it's a bunch of excuses. <laughs> so we, me and my wife, were out there. We had uh, so we have a pig. Her name is Olive. She is beautiful in every way. Um, but we were out there cleaning her pen out. So we, you know, we got, I made a pen for her outside, real nice, got a heat lamp out there for her, so she's nice and warm, and we got a whole bunch of straw out there. Well, if anybody knows about pigs, their straw gets very dirty. So we took all of our straw out, we bagged it up, took it off, put new straw in there. Straw comes in bales, and when you unbale it, it is everywhere. So I, I was taking it out, and I was kind of throwing it like this, and I guess... Like, it got, my hand got real, real dry from all that straw that I was handling, and my ring just flew off in the middle of all the straw. (laughs) And I don't know for sure, but I think my pig ate my ring. So, (laughs) so unfortunately, I don't have one on. Um, I did order me some of the rubber ones, because I need those anyway for the job that I have now. So, we'll be all right. And I'll have like 25 of them, so hopefully this never happens Cover again. that dog on finger up, because people is trifling. Well, I'm telling you, man. But, um, nonetheless, um, you know, the godly man in his home life, man. Like, this is something that, that we can relate to a lot. This will be heavily on married men. This won't be the last time we talk about it. Yeah, for sure, man, because I mean... Talk about it a lot, if you ever think that you are doing the best that you can ever be at being a godly man in your household, you're wrong. There's always room to grow. There's always room to do better in what you're supposed to do. There's We never stop growing, right? Never stop growing, man. And what better way to dive into this episode than to read what could be considered the hallmark of marriage passages, Ephesians chapter 5, starting Mm-mm-mm. at verse 22. 
Well, actually, we're going to go ahead and start at verse 25 just so we can get right to the men because there are some men out there that pridefully quote verse 22. So maybe I should read 22. So I will, actually, I will. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22. Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body and is himself its savior now as the church submits to christ so also wives submit in everything to their husbands then verse 25 which you should highlight men highlight it memorize it put it on a sticky note and put it on your freaking mirror when you're getting ready in the morning husbands love your wives as christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word, verse 27, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor without spot or wrinkle or any such thing that she might be holy and without blemish. In the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. No, for no one ever hated his own flesh but nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and hold fast to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. This mystery is profound. And I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Devin, what say ye? <clears throat> Boy. What there, say ye, there sir? There is so much to unpack in Ephesians 5, bro. Paul went off. We can't <laughs> we can't cover all this in one episode. No, nah, no, nah, we definitely can't, man. There's a lot there. Um, I, I love that you talked about verse 22. Um, I feel like a lot of men pridefully overstate that without context. Um, yes, without context, for sure. We are always quick to say, wives, submit to your husbands, right? But whenever you keep reading that verse, we are to be implementers of God. It says that in Ephesians 5, verse 1. Yeah. They submit to us when we are acting Christ-like, not when we're acting like fleshly men, right? And that's the difference. <clears throat> the submitting submitting to us that we we are the the head of the household we are responsible for their spiritual growth and feeding them and making them blossom like a beautiful flower right yeah like that's that is that is one of our jobs to lead well but we have to stop harping on verse 22 yeah i mean you know man verse 22 can be easily abused and used for personal gain, which is unbecoming of a Christian man. Something that I think helps is you cannot read Ephesians 5.22 through the rest of the chapter without setting the stage in the very first verse of Ephesians chapter 5. You cannot read yep. the passage on husbands and wives divorced from verse 1, which yeah. says, Therefore be imitators of God as yep. beloved children. And walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. So the backdrop of, you know, 
wives submit to your husbands and husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church, the backdrop of that is be imitators of God and right. walk in love. Yep. So when you divorce these passages, those couple of verses, when you divorce those from verse uh, one and two, that's when you fall into abuse, you know, men using verse 22 for personal gain, right? So let's talk about it. Devin, what does it look like on a practical level to love your wife as Christ loved the church? That is such a loaded question. It's a loaded question, right? Yeah, bro, because, man, to love your wife like Christ loved the church is the heaviest of heavy. Yes. When it comes to a biblical man and biblical manhood. Yeah. Because Christ loved the church so much that he endured an excruciating death. Yeah. And gave himself up for her. So <clears throat> this is this is something that I I love to always say is you know we we talk about how we would take a bullet for our bride. We would die for them. But the hard part is living for them. Mm, come on. It, I mean, it is. Come man. on. The, the hard part is is going to be living for them because in living for them, we are living for Christ. So in, in our journey with Christ, we're bringing them along. We're we're feeding their spiritual growth. We're getting them close with Jesus as much as we can. We're letting God work through us to be there for them. Right? To love your wife like Christ loved the church is a heavy calling, and it takes every bit of your strength and the spiritual strength of the Holy Spirit every single day. You cannot love your wife like Christ loved the church five days out of the year on Come Valentine's on, Day, on Ooh. her birthday, Ooh. on your you birthday. Messy. You can't do that. Oh, you, being you, messy. you have to do this when she wakes up in the morning in a grumpy mood. Come. When she doesn't give you I sex like Oregon. you want. Ooh. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, bro. No, you didn't. That's bro. That's not, that's the run calling that back for the people in the back. <laughs> that's the calling, man. You you run can't. that back. <laughs> Hold you up. You can't just love your wife on these certain days of the year where you feel like it's a necessity to love her that much. Valentine's Day should be three sixty five. You should love your wife like you do on Valentine's Day or y'all's anniversary. You should love her like that 365 because that's how much she means to you. You hear me and him talk a lot about calling our wife our bride, right? We got that from Chris, yeah, the pastor at Karis Church. Yeah, Very good friend pastor. of us. Yeah, man. We love him to death, and he will be on the episode soon. Just saying. But, By the time this episode drops, he should have already been on. Yep. Right? Yeah. Yep. But, um... But we get this from him because he he says he calls his his wife his bride because he wants a constant reminder of how he looked at her the day she walked down the aisle. That is beautiful yeah. because you hear people call to call their wife their old lady. That 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 doesn't make any sense. We ain't to me doing that, bro. Because she's not your old lady. But yeah, she she she's not your old lady. You know, I mean, to each their own. But I just personally, I don't like that statement because. My wife is my bride. Like the yeah. way I looked at her when she walked down the aisle, Come I cried. On. The sense of love that I felt for her Come on. was different. And I want to constantly re- remind myself of that because that's what we need as men of God, as as husbands. Yeah. We need that constant reminder because I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you guys and say my wife doesn't make me mad, doesn't irritate oh, yeah. me. It does. She for does. Sure. But it takes every bit of the Holy Spirit 
to help me to love her the same that I do Come on. on our anniversary. Come on. Whenever she makes me mad, whenever she doesn't give me sex yeah. like I want it, whenever Ooh, she's not wait. feeling in the mood, whenever she tells me that I'm doing something wrong and holding me accountable and I want to get mad at her for it. This brother's preaching. I'm about to start playing the <laughs> organ, boy. Yeah, boy, I better stop that brother preaching. So, oh, man, I, everything, everything, Devin, you're saying is just so on point. Um, R.C. Sproul, in his common commentary on Ephesians. This is what he had to say in regards to this passage. So this is what R.C. Sproul says. He says, some husbands respond, I'll love my wife as Christ loved the church as soon as she starts to submit herself to me. Boy, stop it. R.C. Sproul goes on to say, but that's not how Christ loved the church. Y'all ready for this one? Listen to what R.C. Sproul says. Christ loved a church that was not submissive to him christ died mm. for a church that was in rebellion against him oh my god <laughs> so, <laughs> so man that and that is such a picture of the gospel christ did not wait until we were mm. submissive to him to die that that is such a big thing i, I love that you did that because it brought something to my mind you know we <clears throat> we talk about us being repeat offenders of sin, right? Mm -hmm. And that Christ still loves us. You can put that directly in marriage because we're supposed to be, Ephesians 5 verse 1, imitators of God, right? If we're being imitators of God, that means we have to love our spouse, our wife, our bride, when they are repeat offenders of not being what we want them to be. We have to continuously love them, man. And that Come on, is bro. difficult, right? Yeah. That's, I mean, it's difficult. You know, you, you said something a couple of times that I hope all the men heard. Um, you know, you don't get to pick and choose when you want to love your wife as Christ loved the church. When you read that passage, there 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 is no, there is not a time in which you don't do that. So, 100%. You know, you, know, you mentioned... You mentioned you don't get to not love your wife as Christ loved the church when you don't get the sex that you want. And that is so true, man. Uh, I mean, you know, we're we, we going to keep it real here at the Barreled in Truth podcast. We're going to keep it all the way real. Men, let's be honest. When you don't get the sex you want from your wife, when you don't get sex when you want, how you want, when you don't get the Come amount on. of sex that you want, that love start to change a little bit in action. In action. Oh, in action, bro. Come on, man. You may keep saying it. You may keep saying you love her, but but the action, sh it shows a little different. Mm. You, you know, you start to be a little bit more tense with her. You start Bye. to become a little bit more dry, a little bit more distant. Mm. But and, you know, but, but not even just not even just sex, though. It can be anything there is. I mean. When Paul says, you know, husbands love your wives if Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her, that wasn't a suggestion. That was, a, that, that was not a tip. That was a command. Come on. I love how, um, how R.C. Sproul talks about it when he says mutual submission. Yeah. There's mutual submission in a godly marriage. Yeah. Be and, and, and we're not talking... See, a lot of people take that word submission to a different level, bro. Yeah. Because they think that what we're doing on the world is, is the same, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and that's what, that's what do doesn't make no sense to me. But mutual submission is a thing like 
in in a sense, I've heard it commentated this way that um, ultimately gave himself up for her is another way of saying laid himself down for her, which is being submissive, right? You have to, what are we called to do anyway? Yeah. To deny self. Yeah. To deny self is going to make it to where when you don't get that sex you want, when she doesn't go buy you a, a new Xbox on your birthday when that dinner ain't ready when you want it yeah bro when you get home and she don't take your boots off for you or say hey and give you a kiss like in those times that's that denying in self right and that decrease of you so that god may increase in you yeah john that's gonna show yeah Yeah, bro man john 330 you know you know um when when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, that was one of the things that was said in John three thirty. You know, I must decrease so that you can increase. You know, y'all hear me say that all the time. Yep. You know, when we're talking in private, like you know, that's something that I pray over myself constantly, especially in marriage. Facts. Um, you know, and I get it. You know, being a godly husband, it's not easy. It takes supernatural strength. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, every bit of it. You know, today my wife, um, you know, she was she's not feeling good. She's under the weather because of all the pollen and stuff. It's that time of the year, so you know, allergies are really bad. Bronchitis is showing up, and you know, when I got off work, you know, I I got I worked from eight to five, and as soon as I got off, I had to go. I had to go straight to the store to pick up her medicine. She needed a refill on her inhaler. She needed some medicine because she's starting to get bronchitis from all the pollen and allergies and stuff. And then, you know, I had to drive to get her some food for dinner because I didn't want her to have to cook. Mm -hmm. Then I had to go to Target to get some some other medicine for her to help her feel better. You know, I haven't sat down, you know, I have not sat down until I got here since I got off. But, you know, that's what being a godly husband is. You know, it's you're going to serve your bride. You serve your bride. You love her. And when you feel like you're tired, you need to look to Jesus and take a little more. But I love what Matt Chandler says in the book, The Explicit Gospel. If you guys haven't read that book, that is an incredible book, and I would highly recommend it. Um, he talks about how if you are tired— or if you're not tired, my bad. If you're if you're not tired when you go to bed, and you lay in bed and you have a little bit left, get up yeah. because you're not done. You're not done. But that's our call as men, right? And 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 I wanted to say this just talking about it. Kind of came to my mind when you were talking about Sarah. You know, um, on an, on an episode that we've done before, you you know you were talking about how the other week you were kind of. Um, trying to get the fact of being inconvenienced yeah let's (laughs) let's talk about how being in a godly marriage it is very very common for your wife to inconvenience you oh all the time so being 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 having that a problem right to to try to work on that and, and being inconvenienced or whatnot we have to remember that we're called to love them in that inconvenience too. So that's one of those things, man, that just constantly play in my head too is there's a lot of times where, man, you know, I'll, I'll get up in the morning and maybe this morning I just want to kind of chill. Come on. But the inconvenience of that is that's not what my wife needs. My wife needs me to get up and do something for preach, her. Maybe preacher. she didn't feel good the, the last night, you know? My wife needs me to to get up and, and make sure she has food when she wakes up in the morning to clean the house up so she feels better about her day. Cause that's all I want to do 
And when you become a, a godly man, you're really on your walk with Jesus, you're going to get convicted more, and it's going to suck, man. It sucks getting convicted a lot. Sometimes you're like, man, can I just not get convicted one time, bro? Like, I'm chilling, you know? And it doesn't work that way. Nope. You get convicted often. and Not at all. And, you know, when, when that happens, like, I just want my wife to be able to flourish. Uh, I want her to feel loved. I want her to feel like I care about her. I want her to know that I'm doing everything I can to make her day better in any way that I can. Yeah. I mean, you know, verse 26 in Ephesians 5 says that he might sanctify her, mm-hmm. having cleansed her by the washing of water with the word. So there's this idea that the Christian wife should look like a wellspring of water because she's married to you. Come on. Mm. Does your wife look at peace does she is she flourishing is she thriving because she is married to you and under your leadership um we had a men's retreat last year boy Mm. um i still have all my notes i wish we were doing this podcast oh man i wish y'all would have got destroyed i cried for three hours bro i have all of my notes i don't know if michael can zoom in on this but i have my notes maybe in the show notes for this episode we can link our notes from the that would be fire that would be have them yeah that would be crazy and i have mine yeah yeah um so we went on a men's Mm. retreat it was our church, Karis Church, and two other churches. And our pastor preached the men's retreat. And he preached through the book of Titus, which is one of the pastoral epistles. Mm. Um, and it was literally a weekend of getting biblically Beaten. smacked and beat upside the head. And I don't say that in a legalistic way. Right. I ain't talking legalism. I am talking this was a healthy spiritual beatdown of just being reminded of who we need to be as husbands. And I have my notes here, and I want to read something that Chris said on night one, um, preaching through the book of Titus. So one of the things that he said was, is your wife growing and flourishing spiritually because of you? He goes on to say, outside of following Jesus, your highest calling is to love your wife like Christ loved the church. Mm. And then he went on to say, if you want to be a Christian husband, you must become a servant and not a boss. Come on, son. And I I have, and that's just day one. It was a three night. Serious. So I have my notes from all three, but you know, that was so sobering. Like that whole weekend, I, the Holy Spirit through the word of, through the preaching of the word of God convicted me of my blind spots as a husband and really just exposed to me how selfish I was being as a husband. Facts, bro. It's so easy to, make your marriage about you Mm. and you know when we say be a godly husband you know you need to be you know you know for the lord you need to be a rock star at home for the lord facts that doesn't just mean 
providing financially. That's the easy part. Bruh, talk. I, I think that a lot of men, you know, men naturally, we pride ourselves off providing financially. Yep. Common. And as men, you should work. You should work hard. You should be tired from working. Mm-hmm. But that's the easy part. That's the easiest thing you can do as a husband is provide financially. Bro, and let, let's just talk. I, I need to backtrack just a little Go bit. Ahead. It's been, it's been racking my brain. We'll have to make this a part one or two. <laughs> I can already tell. Yeah. I, I got to say this, though. You know, he was talking about, you know, be a servant, not a boss, right? Often, t- men, listen to me, man. Oftentimes, we consider ourselves as alphas. There's only one alpha. His name is Jesus Christ. That's, That's it. right. We consider ourselves a boss, especially when it comes to marriage. Oh, you know, she's mine, right? One, she's God's, and you're God's. My, my, my. All right. Two, we need to stop thinking that we're a boss. Jesus Christ himself came here and lived 33 years as a servant. Come on. And we think that we're above his standard? Ooh. Come on, man. Come There's on, no bro. way. There's no way. We have to be a servant. We have to serve our bride. We have to give ourselves up for our bride. Boy. <laughs> boy. We got the organ yeah, working. <laughs> Come, you boy. Boy, you better preach. Yeah, you better man. preach. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying to I'm, tell you, I'm man. Telling you, Listen. Man, that's, it, it's just crazy to me that, and, and, and I say this because I have been that guy. You know, I, I've done that myself. Um, it's been a long journey. Me and my wife have been together for 10 years. It's been a long journey for me. I'm not the guy that I was. <clears throat> um, I have grown exponentially. You know, I've I've grown a lot, and I still mess up constantly. I'm, I'm nowhere close to being where I should be at. <laughs> but, man, I, you know, I'm continuously growing, but I just, I hear that so much, and I see it so much um, in, in marriage now and in and, and, what we got going on in the world today i just see it a lot that you know men try to act like the boss in in their relationship man you're called to be a servant bro you're called to be a servant you're called to be a leader but what do they say the best leader is the greatest follower right yeah come on man you gotta we gotta do that we gotta we gotta serve our bride you know rubber feet at night you yeah. don't want to clean the house bro you ain't you ain't above washing the dishes dog yeah and you know <laughs> You know, to to quote Dr. Eric Mason, you know, in his my this this is probably I there's a lot of sermons I love. This is by far top five sermons of all time I've ever listened to. You know, one of the things uh, is from Dr. Eric Mason's sermon, "The Man in His Bible," and one of the things he talked about is no woman wants a biblically dumb cat. I love that, bro. You know. Um, you as a husband, how can you wash your wife with the water of the word if you're not in your Bible? Come on. You know, it, it, Come you know, on, man. And, and I, I got a lot more I want to say, but we, we're going to make this a part two. We'll have to do a part two. Yeah, let's because, do that because I got I got something big I'm about to talk about. Yeah, so we're going to we're, we're going to we'll stamp it here because yeah. our sound guy is giving us the signal. Facts. So we're gonna. You want to close us out, Devin? We'll yeah, do man, a part yeah. Two. So yeah, we're gonna do a part two of um, a godly man in his home life. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast today. We really enjoy doing this, man. Just having y'all here while we talk, we love it, man. Um, if you do wanna wanna check us out, uh, we are on Instagram, Facebook. We do have a YouTube channel now where we'll upload the whole video and everything. 
Um, and we are on TikTok as well on all the podcasting platforms of Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, um, Spotify, and Anchor. But it's called like Podcasters now. Yep. Um, so yeah, man, hit, hit us up, man. If you guys have any questions, requests, concerns, anything like that, um, come to our one of our other other pages like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, something like that. Yep. Uh, drop a comment. You know, drop a follow if you like the content. Um, and you know, let us know what's going on. Let us know if you have questions you want us to ask or answer um, any bottle recommendations you have, cigar recommendations, anything, yep. man. You know, we're, we're just normal people just like you. We just love to talk about Jesus. Yeah, it costs $0 to support and show Facts. love. It costs $0 to like. It costs $0 to subscribe. It costs $0 to leave a comment. And if you're on, if you're on Apple, leave us a five-star review. Facts. All that stuff is free. It don't cost a dollar to show some love. Yeah, man. But yeah, hey, thank you guys so much. We love you from the bottom of our heart here at Barreled in Truth, man. We're super excited to be doing these podcasts for you guys. Stay in tune for part two. Keep drinking bourbon, keep smoking cigars, and keep reading your Bibles, y'all. We'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Peace.